0: Imagine building a more successful hypnosis business just in the next 10 days. To learn how, please visit WorkSmartHypnosis.com and take the 10-Day Hypnosis Business Challenge. Yours free today. Welcome to the WorkSmart Hypnosis Podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. This is the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast session number 27, titled Tonality, Compliance, and Influence. And before I jump into the content, I want to send a quick shout out to Scott Babb up in New Hampshire. And Scott actually is one of the influences for this specific session coming out today. Not so much the actual content, which I'm quite happy with and very proud of, but more specifically, the context of how it's being released to you. You see, I've got my 25 plus hour business training program that I call Hypnosis Business Bootcamp. You can check it out online, hypnosisbusinessbootcamp.com. We'll put a link to that in the show notes. And I run a private Facebook group for just the people who have purchased that program, who have access to it. And on that forum, Scott asks me a very interesting question. Which simply was, do you keep a video camera running at all times, no matter where you are? And the answer in simple words is yes. Whenever I'm running my local meetup group, whenever I'm teaching a certification class, and basically all the lecture and demo hours, uh, I keep a camera running for a couple of reasons. First of all, you know, you may have heard me talk previously about repurposing or splintering off information. So, specifically as a trainer, I run a private library for just my certification students, so they have access to a couple of dozen hours of different demonstrations from classes and workshops when I'm speaking at a convention, when it's appropriate to share the content. I've got a video camera running, so I can share that with the attendees, again, where it's appropriate to do so, and then also have that as a means to then get that audio transcribed from that program as well as chances are you've seen from previous sessions that i've put out and you never know what specific moments may pop up and just that ability to put together a product or a training program or just a resource for your students or even just a reference library for yourself That's the real benefit of just getting that video content out there. So, I mean, simply do a search online with my name on YouTube, and there's all sorts of clips from classes, all sorts of clips from different workshops and conventions, and it's just that benefit of having that content. You know, actually about 10 years ago when I first began to look at all the business side of this, I was given the advice of hold back from video content, and I think basically our society has changed. Video is now king. And in this program, what you're about to listen to specifically is just a chunk of information from my class. So actually, I'll do this for you too. If you want to head over to worksmarthypnosis.com, find the listing specifically for this session, and I'll put a video of this content up there as well. So you can listen to it here. You can also watch it online. And specifically, you're going to hear me talk in detail about three specific components that I think for the most part... I hate to phrase it as a negative, but I think a lot of people in hypnosis really just don't grasp the importance of these concepts, specifically tonality, compliance, and influence. So let me break it down simply, and you'll hear more detail in the actual program segment. So tonality, it's not just what we say, it's how we say it. Imagination, emotion is the language of the subconscious mind. So unless we can put the energy into our words then they really don't have much meaning. And I'll indirectly reference this here, but in tonality, you'll hear me reference that classic moment of a Dave Ellman induction, the quote, losing the numbers moment, which really is amnesia by suggestion, but most of us refer to it as the losing the numbers moment. And basically, what I'm hinting at here, but I do not explain, but I will reference here, is that that moment of losing the numbers in a Dave Ellman induction, I completely orchestrate by means of my own tonality. So I will set up the premise in terms of what my mindset is and then I'll actually do it for you after that. My idea behind this moment is that the words are important. You know, we don't wanna ask the question of, are the numbers gone? Because then that just reminds them that the numbers were there. But simply what I wanna do in this moment in my tonality is begin a run on sentence, continue my run on sentence, and then eventually finish the sentence. And I'm going to use that style of tonality to influence that moment of the losing the numbers. So assuming I've given the instructions of count backwards, let every number you say, double the mental relaxation, when they're gone, notice how good you feel. I'm going to let them count, and I'm going to pepper in suggestions between the statements. So they count, 100. Getting ready to let them go, 99. Doubling that mental relaxation, 98. And now just relax them out of your mind. So what I basically did there was, using my tonality, set the expectation that we're still talking, and we're still going, and now we're done. And I'd actually reference for students of mine, for myself, I've not yet found a better strategy. Uh, The words are important, and indeed you'll hear me reference that the way my paragraph for that segment is written, which I will put in the show notes just as a reference— uh, getting it down just to the essential words, leaning on some embedded commands, when they are gone, notice how good you feel. You know, By using that, that's helpful, but also just the tonality of the phrase as well. I'm also gonna talk about compliance in terms of, in my world, getting the client sitting in a position that's gonna be the most appropriate for my process. And to take a moment such as look at my hand, follow my hand up with your eyes, and as you exhale, let the eyes close down. Planting the seeds for about six or seven different specific moments of compliance. In my world, compliance precedes suggestibility. Now, are there exceptions to that? Absolutely. Though I'm not necessarily an endorser of ambush-style hypnosis. When you follow my instructions, that's when this process is going to work best. And I love the Elman line of, and if you're not willing to follow my instructions, I don't know a thing out there that will help you. And the last point that I'm going to mention here is that of influence and always working from the mindset of ethical influence. Whenever we're speaking, whenever we're communicating, we're influencing. Face it. Our words have meaning. And even if it's as simple as getting a client sitting in the best possible position for our work... In the ways that it's actually going to benefit from us. I, I'm not one of the people that feels the need to have them uncross their legs or tell them they can and can't do certain things. You know, are you comfortable like that? Good. You can sit like that. Though, if you need to move around, go right ahead. That just helps you to relax even further. Though, specifically in my process, at times I may be tapping on their hand, tapping on their shoulder, whether it's an induction, whether it's an anchoring process, I kind of just need access. So you'll hear me reference the specific reasons behind each and every word that I use. So consistently, without challenge, I get the intended result. And the book that I reference is called Influence. The Psychology of Persuasion. It's written by Robert B. Cialdini, PhD, and I will put a link to that in the show notes as well. So visit worksmarthypnosis.com. You can watch the video of this clip. You can see the text of that Losing the Numbers segment, as well as see the link to this book as well. Here we go. Session 27, Tonality, Compliance, and Influence. The question also pops up about what is the appropriate tonality for this process, and I mentioned it yesterday, whatever is appropriate for the suggestions being given. But take a look at this process of an element induction so far and realize that we're basically just giving instructions and letting them do the process for themselves. Let me give you the best thing to keep in mind in terms of tonality of this process. Which hotel are you staying at? Comfort Inn. Comfort oh, Inn. No, oh. <laughs> Courtyard ordinary. Marriott? Okay, and if she was in class the first day and she says that's where I'm staying, she would likely ask me an obvious question, as I'm someone who knows the area. How do I get to the to the company? You're making me do it. <laughs> How do I get to the Courtyard Marriott? Very simple. When you get in your car, drive to the front of the office park where you turned in, and turn right. Now, the only thing to be aware of is the road splits at one point. You want to be on the right side the left side is an overpass that avoids it, but be on the right side, it's the local road, and then you turn right on commerce. Follow that all the way around, and as it straightens back out, hotel's on your right. Got it? The same delivery. Go ahead and just let your eyes open back up and just let them close right back on down. There's a benefit to a conversational structure in terms of just how we talk to our client in the process. We have options now. If I wanted to fall into our old perceptions of a hypnotic voice and I suddenly start the process down here and I stay here the entire time, I'm kind of now stuck and this just sucks. (laughs) And if I do everything really excited, then I can't get more excited. The equation I'd bring into it is that of an actor in rehearsal where he picks up a script and he finds a specific section. He goes, I need to play angry here. And they begin the rehearsal and he plays angry. But then two pages later, he forgot that the next scene calls for him to be even angrier and he's just killed the range. He's got to look at it in terms of like a scale on one to 10, maybe the first time around it's a four, but then the next scene is a six. But in act two, dude just explodes and now he's got to be at that 10. So as we work in a conversational structure now, I have the option to begin to slow things down and get it more into a hypnotic tonality. But then also, if there's times that I need to raise your energy up and bring that energy up higher and higher, I now have the range to do that. So I point that out because, you know, it's a funny thing that as we work with people, as we interact with other hypnotists, sometimes it's that they just suddenly get into this and I'm going, stop it. (laughs) Just talk to the person. Just talk to them. Then you have that option of range because specifically in the next phase of this, The amnesia by suggestion moment is one that many people fear, because there's a moment of truth inside of it. And there's a lot of work in terms of what words you can use, and I've done a lot of work to find the best possible choice of words. I've told you don't memorize, but there's a script I will tell you, memorize it, it's magic. But the reason it also works is the tonality that I'm bringing to it. And you've seen me draw it out several times. I'm telling a sentence, and it keeps going, and now I finish it. And I'm giving the suggestion through tonality of finality. And by doing that, then I get it very consistently. Mm. I want to point out, some of you may have seen this book before, or maybe even read it, uh, Influence the Psychology of Persuasion, Robert Cialdini. Anyone ever read this? Fascinating book, just power of words. And there's a specific study that I want to point out, because there's a thing I do in the session. I'm completely okay with whatever position you're the most comfortable here. As I mentioned yesterday, the whole bit about if their legs are crossed, uncross them. If they're doing this, change it. Maybe if we want to play with compliance, but I think there's better ways to get compliance in the process rather than just like some stage hypnotist will shuffle people around from one seat to another just for the sake of building compliance. I think there's more artful ways of doing it. Simple instructions. Like I said at the beginning of the Dave Elman induction, look at my hand. Take a nice deep breath in. As you follow my hand up with your eyes, hold that breath. And as you exhale, let the eyes close on down. It has the perception of one fluid motion, but there's about six or seven specific pieces of instruction throughout that. You got that? And if they're not following one of those steps, I kind of know what I'm in for at that point. So I'm okay if their legs are crossed. Now, I'll put into my pre-talk, as I've referenced, if you want to move them around, go right ahead. That helps you to relax even deeper. But specifically, This moment of, I'm okay with whatever position they're in, but I do need them in the process to have the hands on the sides of the chair for this experience. And the magic of how I do that comes down to one simple word. And let me read a quick excerpt from this, or at least just reference it. A study that was done by the Harvard social psychologist Ellen Langer. Basically, it was people cutting in line at a busy office to make copies, like a Xerox machine, and playing with a choice of words, and let me read it out of order. When they use the phrase, excuse me, I have five pages. May I use the Xerox machine? In that environment, actually people were rather nice. 60% of them said, okay, go ahead. In another one, and again, they're out of order, so I'm reading this out of order. When they use the phrase, excuse me, I have five pages. May I use the Xerox machine because I'm in a rush? They got 94 little bit higher. So the thought was, is it happening because I'm in a rush? Perhaps. Then they used this one. Excuse me, I have five pages. May I use the Xerox machine because I have to make some copies? Do you think that was lower or higher? What do you think? It was actually 93. It was nearly identical to the because I'm in a rush. Mm. And through their testing, through their workshopping, it all came down to that word because... And for the parents in the room, why can't I stay out past midnight? Because because you, I said so. I said so. <laughs> so maybe it doesn't work in that scenario. Um, so they sit down in my chair, and the hands are probably in the lap. The hands are maybe crossed, whatever it might be. The way you're sitting is fantastic. And it's helpful if your hands are on the sides of the chair. Now, I didn't use the word but there. But is negating everything I just said because I think you're really intelligent. Bye. But <laughs> <That is true. laughs> I think you're really intelligent and. Yeah. So the way you're sitting in the chair is fantastic. <clears throat> and it's helpful if your hands are the side of the chair. There's an implied why. Because sometimes I may tap on the back of the hand. Sometimes I might even tap on the shoulder. And sometimes, a little bit of you know, influence in terms of physiology, And sometimes, just to phrase it again, it's kind of weird, I may even tap on the forehead too if that's okay. So I wanted to break down the psychology behind why I'm doing it in that order, because again, I'll still have people, unless I've done this, at the end of the class go, yeah, I don't feel comfortable with the touching, but I've fully qualified exactly why I do everything. Because. Well, because it works. (laughs) So it's specific phrasing. The way you're sitting is fantastic. And, which they could be sitting in any position. They could be like this. (laughs) The way you're sitting is fantastic, and it's helpful if you place your hands on the sides of the chair. Because sometimes I may tap on the back of the hand. Sometimes I may even tap on the shoulder. I might even very rarely tap on the forehead. And again, even more awareness of the words. Is that okay? And as I did the demo in your room, I was already smiling and nodding before I got the question out. Which already has you nodding. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) And I'm also phrasing it as a sentence. So in that delivery, again, that's how, no matter how they sit down, in just the simplest choice of words. So I wanted to illustrate that here, because that's a lot of what's going to be happening within this day of Elman induction, how I could have said so many more things to get that result, but instead sanding it down to the essentials, becoming aware of the difference between the words but or and, and then becoming aware of just the power of the word because. It could probably work if I just simply said, It's helpful if the hands are on the sides of the chair because that helps the process without even quantifying why. But I want to get the permission to tap as part of the process. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. Please visit the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast listing on iTunes and share your positive feedback.